Hello and welcome to The Witches You Didn't Burn. My name is Marky. And my name is Claire. And today I am drinking some Pinot Grigio from Yellowtail. I am drinking Chardonnay from something. I didn't buy it, nor did I pour the glass, so. It's a something. Yes. Thanks for joining us for another boozy dive through history to explore the women that live there. So before we dive in today's podcast episode, we wanted to issue a content warning for once. In this episode, we will be discussing topics that might be sensitive or distressing to some individuals. We will be delving into the sub- subject of radium poisoning and the consequences it had on the human body. So it gets a little gross, guys. Please be advised that we will be exploring this topic's medical and historical aspects, including the effects of radium exposure on health, the experience of experiences of those affected and the scientific and ethical implications surrounding it. If you are sensitive to discussions about medical conditions, historical events involving harm to individuals, or any other potential distressing content, we recommend exercising caution while listening to this episode. Your well-being is important to us, and we want you to decide whether to proceed with listening. We understand this topic is not for everyone, and this episode series may not be for everyone. And if you choose to head out, we appreciate you and hope you have a great day. All right. So we are talking about radium today and a little bit of background of radium before we kind of dive into like what we're doing, because we're talking about the radium girls today. Radium is a radioactive chemical discovered by Marie Curie and her husband, Pierre Curie, in 1898. It is highly unstable and decays over time, emitting harmful radiation from alpha, beta, and gamma rays. It's like a Bruce Banner, but really deadly. (laughs) Not as interesting. Not as interesting, just super deadly. Yeah. Due to its radioactive properties, which I have to say, if you get radium, it will not turn you into the Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) Due to its radioactive properties, radium has historically been used in various applications, including luminous watch dials, which is what we're talking about a bit today, Cancer treatments, which are still used today, like Mm -hmm. radium is still used as part of cancer treat certain cancer treatments. Scientific research, however, its uses have significantly diminished due to health risks associated with the radiation exposure. There is Radium Girls by Kate Moore, which kind of inspired us to look a little bit more into the Radium Girls. That was the book. Sorry. I listened to it a few months back and it was a phenomenal audiobook but it gets intense I remember one day I was working out and I was doing my squats on the squat rack and it just got real gnarly I'm just sitting there in a squat because I just don't have the motivation like to push back up so I'm just holding the squat and then I finally go up and it was listen to your own preferences yeah have you ever seen the show I think it's an HBO show about the um the nuclear power plant. Oh my Chernobyl. god. Chernobyl. Yes. The HBO show on Chernobyl is one of the best dramatized documentary series I've ever seen in my life and I'm sure that will ever exist. It's so well done. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I have learned of a new fear. It's called anything to do with radiation or radium. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have just... not watched it no. because we were in HBO, yeah. yeah, we need HBO. I've seen, you know, advertisements and stuff, and it's just wild. But even like this, and like these photos that I've looked at are black and white, and they're still really intense. I could not, I don't know if I could do it in color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you'll never unsee that. 
now it's not like they show it the whole time yeah uh you can unsee it i'm visualizing it now so <laughs> it's rough it's and rough. it will haunt you yeah but in a great way well in a way that makes you um happy that i guess not even happy but makes you appreciative of everything learning yeah. yeah yeah how it goes so we're going to be talking about the Radium Girls in this mini series. I'm going to be starting with Emilia Molly Magia. Molly was born to immigrant parents from Italy. In December 21st, 1897, she had seven sisters. She was like born right smack dab in the middle of all of them. That makes you think you're happy for birth control. <laughs> I just, that no, that's crazy. I mean, there's lots of people that have big families like that, but I am not one of them. No. Me I had one sibling and that was enough for me. <laughs> I was about to say I had one and I don't know how my mother did it. So <laughs> she began working as a dial painter in 1917 at the age of 20 at the height of World War II or not two, one, excuse me. I am two drinks in. We're going to have a great time, guys. She did work with two of her sisters, Albania, who is her older sister, and then Quinta, who was her younger sister. They worked for the United States Radium Corporation in Orange, New Jersey. So in this miniseries, we are going to be talking about two each. We're going to be talking about um, two of the girls from Orange, New Jersey, and then and then two girls from the Illinois plant. And then we'll be wrapping it all up with a nice wrap-up episode of, like, the court hearings and stuff like that. So, like many young women at the time, she was employed to paint watch styles with the luminescent paint containing radium. Most of the women that worked there or at different radium um, dial plants, I'm going to say, radi- like, radium dial, but they painted with radium, they were between the ages of 16 and 20. Oh, gosh. There is some reports of like 14-year-olds who worked there. So there were some older women and obviously some younger women. Um, The work was based on how many dials they completed in a day. It was an average of 1.5 cents. The quicker you were, the more money you were able to make. Most of the girls would be able to make more than their fathers working at different factories. Jesus. Yeah. How many were they doing? Or how poor, how little was their fathers making? Honest, I don't know what their fathers were, but they were making an average of $20 a week, which converted of inflation is like about $500 a week for us. So what's the math on that? How many are there? That's 2000 Yeah, they're making a lot. They make it a day off? No, actually. Um, during the war, they worked seven days a week, usually, like half days on Sundays after church. Were washes that needed in, during the war? So they also, oh, yeah, they also painted uh, military dials so since the since since it since radium is luminescence they had like aviation materials and stuff Mm -hmm. for like the planes so then the um people who are flying at night didn't have to have a flashlight looking they could just see it okay the radium at that time was incredibly useful what the worst part was is people knew and didn't tell how dangerous it was as that's per usual that's yes. common. <laughs> Super common. As it usually goes. Because why would we tell anyone that it'll just kill the workers? Yeah. I why mean. would we? There's um reports. This is more or less me remembering at the time of people who handled radium in so at the United States Radium Company, there was the lab where like 
the radium was processed mm-hmm. and the men most of them were men were scientists who worked in this um, facility had lead aprons they had all this ppe everything yeah this is what makes it really messed up is because they were protecting the scientists and the men throughout this time well quite literally down the hall they were having women who just using radium paint without any protection oh what an interesting and definitely not sexist (laughs) choice that I'm sure was just made for a random arbitrary reason. Yeah. So their idea was, is the women and the girls who were painting the dials were only experiencing and were around such a small amount of radium that some people are like, oh, it's totally fine. It's going to be great. Uh-huh. Yeah. And. And everyone lived happily ever after. Always. The the, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Not really. I do have a question for you, Claire. Oh, gosh. How many products do you think were made with radium besides, like, um, dials? A lot. Yeah. Many. There were so many. I actually have a list going that we'll probably talk about in the Mm -hmm. wrap-up. But there was toothpaste with radium in it. Oh, cute. (laughs) Yeah, and cosmetics, like, and silk. Those are three that I'm going to give you guys right now. They made silk silk with radium so you could be glowing in your undergarments. Fun. I know. But those were just things that were available to the public. Yeah. So what made the work dangerous was for the girls was that they would lip point. I mean, obviously, there, it was very dangerous to be around radium without any PPE, but they would also lip point the brushes that were used to paint yeah. them. So the brushes were a camel hair. They were very thin and they were very fine, but they would spread out easily. And so the girls would put the brush in their mouth and use their lips to point the fibers to make it a very fine point. Which is a common thing for people who are painting to do or who paint on a regular basis. Yeah, I definitely have seen it um, done. But what also um, influenced this part of the radium dial was... In China, they would have um, their porcelain, people who paint porcelain Mm -hmm. would also look point. And so that's what influenced it. So throughout the day, these girls would be eating small amounts of radium just throughout the day. Yeah. During 1917, Molly worked frequently to help complete as many dials and military instruments as possible in response to World War I. After work, there would still be a little left of radium in their portions so they would make radium for the morning they'd have their lunch break and if there was any radium paint left they would they would paint themselves and they would go into dark rooms and they would look at each other at the glowing figures they were seeing oh fun Hmm. yeah so these girls would paint like mustaches on themselves or their eyelids they put it in their hair which to be fair is like If you think something is safe and you're being told that something is safe, that's a fun thing to do. That's a super fun thing to do because these women would ask. We would have done that in college. Oh, 100%. I would still do that now. Maybe not with radium. Let's not do it with radium. radium. (laughs) I wasn't talking about radium. I don't you make it sound like we went to college so long ago that we could have gotten our hands on radium. I know. In high quantities. We're not that old. Or not that old. But they in reality, they 
I had very, like, it was really small quantities of radium that these girls were around, mm -hmm. but they were doing it for seven days a week. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's accumulative, right? Yeah. It's really accumulative. The radium, what it does, it, um, goes into your bones and I believe either absorbs the calcium or access calcium. Like whenever your body ingests it, it thinks mm. it's calcium. So it puts it in your bones. Cause that was the thing was some of them said that, oh, radium's super safe because like the gamma rays and all that can't actually penetrate your skin and you'll be fine. Um, of course, this is like, you know, really old. This is back Keep... when doctors this is... gave cigarettes for free samples. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking was healthy. Yeah. <laughs> So they were like, yeah, this is going to be great. If you ingested it, you're going to like have awesome side effects. But no, like the, they would paint themselves. And what was really cool is because it would be prohibition, right? Uh -huh. 1920s. So they, her, Molly and her friends would paint themselves with the remaining paint and then go out to party to the dance halls and the speakeasies and stuff. And of course, at that point, they're the glowing girls. Yeah. Sounds like 2020. Yeah. There's no reason for them to think that that wouldn't be okay. Their managers, people in charge would tell them this is healthy. All the advertisements going on of people like actively buying items with radium in it. These girls felt lucky to be working in a place where they technically got radium a part of their job. Yeah. Most of these girls for a really long time thought they were doing something good for their health and getting paid for it, which is so fucked up. Yeah. All right. So since Molly was making a considerable amount of money, we're talking about $500 a week for somebody that's still living at home that doesn't necessarily have the um, majority of expenses. She was able to keep most of the money for herself. Mm -hmm. And Molly's idea was that she was just going to be working here until she got married. I was not able to find if she was with anyone at this time, but you know, she's probably seeing a handful of guys and the guys like her because she's sh quite literally shiny. <laughs> but being a part of somebody that was within so, so close proximity to radium which was this miracle drug i'm just gonna like it's a miracle element you're going to feel special even if it's just in close contact yeah especially like you have to think about what have being in proximity to someone who was doing so well for themselves and having like making good money at that point in time Mm -hmm. when the war was going on and and all of these really horrific things were happening that there's someone who's like doing really well for themselves and you know being a part of a solution yeah because these women felt like they were helping the war effort and so they were doing their part of their patriotic duty because they we call them the diet like dial painters and stuff like that but for a majority of their work these girls and these women painted uh, military implements that were going to help soldiers during world war ii world war one excuse me i just watched oppenheimer so it's all in my brain since we did talk a little bit about the unit like people thought radium was safe there's were there were advertisements saying radium would add years to your lives and because white's blood cells would be more active whenever radium was ingested People did scientific studies about mm -hmm. radium mm -hmm. to see what was going on. But yeah, their white blood cells started like going off the wazoo. So they thought that was super healthy. It was wild. Like, yeah. Oh, gosh. 
so that's really like the basis of radium like molly and her friends were thinking they were like eating and consuming and being a part of like something that was absolutely major and that was something that was good for their health Mm -hmm. that they were going to be able to live for even longer yeah so in the beginning of 1920 business was still booming for radium dials here in 1920s where some of the workers who started because if we remember ever molly started working it was like early 1917 this is only about three years later some of the workers started complaining about excessive fatigue and toothaches they started really complaining like they had no energy um people had like really bad toothaches all the time Mm -hmm. and in 1921 molly who is only now 24 Mm -hmm. she's only 24 years old begins to have frequent toothaches here dr dr joseph p kniff removes one of her teeth that was inflamed and then a couple weeks later molly is back and he pulled another one then her teeth start falling out all on her own she'd be sitting there like at the bathroom in the bathroom brushing her teeth or caring for herself and just one of her teeth would fall out she'd sneeze too hard one of her teeth would fall out it is like and in place of the missing teeth agonizing ulcers producing dark flowers blooming red and yellow with blood and pus started filling her mouth yep this is where we get this, i was about to say this is where you. maybe maybe about 20 seconds ago is when the trigger warning started yep it's really kind of cool but yeah it, you know it gets really gross they seeped constantly that one Different word. Don't, what say, do you want? don't say seeped. What do you want me to use? I don't know. Seeped and oozed are gotta be off this table. Um I don't think you have to have a sensitive stomach or anything to be upset by seeped or oozed. <laughs> they melt constantly. <laughs> do what? Teeth lactation. Teeth lactation. Oh God. They constantly ran. Dripped? Dripped? They dripped constantly? (laughs) How important is that sentence? Maybe we just got the sentence. Okay, how about this? We'll stop at the pus. (laughs) I just can't. Like, pus, that's fine. I get it. It's informative. Her breath was constantly foul. From everything yeah. that was going on in the inside of her mouth. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. She did stop going to work and do not, I was not able to find, I personally was not able to find where exactly she stopped going to work. Um, but she accumulated an an asinine, an insane amount of medical debt because while these girls while molly made we'll assume 500 a week Mm. in our money she was spending thousands of dollars trying to figure out what's going on with herself so this continued on for a few weeks of molly just trying her best she went back to dr niff and this time when he wiggled one of molly's teeth and he pulled part of her jaw came out with it yeah 
I'm sorry about the commentary. I don't have a lot of commentary to add to this. No, it's just, it's wild. Like, it's just. It's a horror movie. It is. She's living a horror movie. And she's just trying to figure out what the hell is going on with her. So that was her bottom jaw. Uh A few days later, she goes back and the rest of her jaw came out. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I want to point out that I am not a squeamish person in any way, shape, or form. No. I am one of the least squeamish people on earth. (laughs) That's fucking disgusting. It's not that I go, oh my god, if if I watched that happen, I would be horrified. Not gross. It's just horrifying. It is, because she's just, Molly is literally just trying to live her life. She's trying to go to work. She's trying to figure out who she is. Because she's only 24. Yeah. It's like she started, she had a toothache. She went to the doctor. They pulled the tooth. It just, like, We can now look back and go, oh, it was that. But then Mm -hmm. there was no reason to think any, there was any reason for your fucking jaw to fall. No. (laughs) Like, and it happened quickly. Like, this whole thing happened really quickly in the sense of, like, it only took, like, Molly had worked at Radium Dial, United States Radium Core, excuse me, not Radium Dial. That's another company that we talk about later. But they, she worked there for three years. Yeah. And then she starts feeling bad. She goes to the doctor because she can actually afford to go to the doctor. That's the other thing about this is she is not doing well, but she's also not extremely poor because she actually has has had income she has saved some of her money she has used working there so molly at this point is quite literally falling apart and then she starts suffering other aches and pains throughout her limbs her hips start really hurting her elbows her fingers her joints are just agonizing then she's at that point unable to walk she goes to another doctor the doctor thought it was rheumatism and he sent her home with aspirin which, how is she going to take that without a fucking jaw? Pretty much. I'm sorry. But that is such an issue. Like, a, a magnified issue of the way women have been treated by doctors over the years. It's For it's someone insane. to literally not walk and doesn't have a jaw anymore. And they're like, oh, it must be rheumatism. Oh, take a fucking aspirin. That'll It'll fix be it. fine. Yeah. Yeah. They literally tell her to take aspirin for missing a jaw, for the pain of her joints and her limbs. That was so agonizing. She doesn't walk anymore. I think I would pick death or coma. Those are really the only two options at that <laughs> point for me. Death or coma. No. So, and the worst thing is, the infection is spread from Molly's jaw, so it was just in her bottom jaw, up to her ears. And her ear bones have started deteriorating. She doesn't have bones in her ears. Well, she probably lost most of her hearing. I know, but did it, like, make it floppy? Like, I don't know. I did. There's not a picture of hers. I don't know if it made it floppy. But it is cartilage, so it probably did because it yeah. ate it. Yeah. These anyway. pictures are wild. <laughs> So the infection is spread from Molly's jaw to her ears and also to the roof of her mouth. So now it's like her top jaw is starting to also deteriorate. Molly was tested 
and diagnosed with syphilis, which for a unmarried 20-something in early 1920s is yeah awful. So she's already starting to be... I do not believe that she told very many people of her supposed condition, mm-hmm. but, you know... Orange, New Jersey is not a large town yeah. at that this point. Um, she was also treated with syphilis. So, you know, she did the medications and stuff like that that she was told to take and she saw no improvement. When Molly suggested that the radium she worked with be considered as a possible um, cause for this instance, she the doctor said, no, that could would only make her healthier, not sicker. They did look into it because they were worried about possible phosphorus being included in the paint, causing fossy jaw, yeah. which is starts having a very similar um, reaction of mm. radium jaw, which is what Molly had. Yeah. And obviously, whenever they tested the paints and the paint was tested and everything was going on, because at this point, um, United States Radium Corporation was relatively being upfront about what was in their paints because it's literally like it's not phosphorus it's like an adhere like a glue adherent and radium like very small amounts of radium so radium was destroying the bones of the jaw and if you imagine what a honeycomb looks like that's what it looks like whenever the radium is eating the calcium in the jaw or in the bones in general it hurts Mm -hmm. my jaw yeah, just thinking about it, you're just like, who? I think we should have discussed this before we chose this person. I'm just now realizing I have to do research. I don't like the bone disintegration. Something about yes. that is very upsetting to me. There's a lot of it. Well, no, and, yeah, I get that. There's a, well, it's just, and this is just how Molly's worked because the frustrating thing is the radium poisoning presents itself differently in each person which makes it so much harder to diagnose especially back then mm-hmm. and it's especially harder to actually pinpoint of it's the radium causing this yeah molly is um diagnosed with syphilis she's in the hospital the treatments that she's been given are not working the disease spreads to her throat and it ate away her jugular vein Ugh. And she starts, she's in a hospital at this point. She starts to hemorrhage and the nurse was not able to stop the bleeding. And on September 12th, 1922, age 25, Molly passed away from radium poisoning. But they, on her death certificate for a really long time, they did change it. Um, She said it, she died from ulcerative stomachitis being wrongly diagnosed with syphilis was actually very hard on her family as well. Mm-hmm. Syphilis being an STI, that when not treated is very deadly. Um, her family started having pushback of trying to bury their own daughter. Yeah, because being wrongly diagnosed, people started looking at Molly as honestly a whore. Yeah, it, it was it was really frustrating for the family because they're like, no, she just she just started getting sick. When the fam- family looked to the United States Radium Corporation for help, they also denied everything. And then more rumors started spreading about Molly after her passing. The company later uses the diagnosis of 
the inaccurate diagnosis of syphilis against her against the other surviving dial painters court battle and months later dr neef who had put molly's jaw in a drawer okay. soak in that for a second was built that he put x-ray papers in he was surprised to find that all the papers were right from the jaw releasing radiation onto the papers well look at that yeah let's just soak that in for a second it's just ridiculous that i mean there's nothing you can do about it it's the whole point of like we evolve as a society and in science and whatnot but like and hindsight is 2020 but to look back and that it was just so clearly you shouldn't do that but we still have the same problem today with organizations hiding that something's dangerous because they don't want to not have as much money Mm -hmm. because it would cost more to provide people with actual protection and tools for their job to actually do it safely and accurately what has really frustrated me with learning i mean there's a lot that's frustrated me obviously with this but they didn't have to use brushes in europe and other places they were able to use um glass tools to create and paint dials on the face paints the united states was the only one that uses brushes usa usa do what i said usa usa (laughs) so great i mean things do molly was the first one to pass but what happened to her does greatly influence on how things were handled in the court um, hearings and how things actually happened and changed laws that still affect us today. So on that super depressing note. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up, gang. Yeah, we'll just, you know, it's like sometimes you come here for a happy go lucky. Uh, this is really cool and fun. And this Female is- empowerment. And... This is depressing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> there's a reason there's a lengthy content warning for this episode. Yeah. Next time yeah. we are talking about another Radium Girl, we're going to do this mini series. Um, please expect an episode from us about once a month because that honestly works out the best for us. Yes. If you have somebody or some historical event that you want us to cover about the women that were there and that experienced this, please email us at thewitchesyoudidn'tburn at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at thewitchesyoudidn'tburn. Bye, guys. Bye.